Welcome to the San Diego Screenwriters Studio. I'm Gail Stewart, your producer and co-host, along with Raul Sandlin. Good afternoon, Gail. Hey, professor, screenwriter, musician, and keeper of random cinematic facts, Raul. That's all you. And you can just call me Raul. (laughs) Today, our special guest is Chris Soriano, San Diego superstar. He acts, he writes, he produces, he directs. This guy is on a roll. And in the last couple of years, he wrote, produced, directed, and starred in Almighty Zeus. This is about an Asian-American boxer who faces hate crimes in a COVID-19 pandemic. Very relevant. The film was picked up by Tri-Coast Worldwide. This guy is gutsy, you know. He reached out to the world boxing champ Manny Pacquiao, right? You know this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I followed his career. Who agreed to be the film's executive producer. Wait a minute, I am not done about this guy. Then Chris turned around and wrote The Wedding Hustler. This is all during the pandemic. He decided to shoot for the moon on this one and sent a message to Netflix Bling Empire star Kane Lim. Now, I've watched the Bling Empire and I know Kane. I mean, I... I see him on the screen. I'm thinking, oh, my God. He actually Instagrammed him, and he responded. Kane responded and starred in the film. Yeah, this is amazing. He got a lot done during COVID. (laughs) And I say this because I barely got a haircut during COVID. (laughs) I swear. So it's very impressive. And it's indicative of a whole wave of new filmmakers that went to work during COVID. Absolutely. You know, when everybody else was hunkered down, a whole lot of new filmmakers, a whole new crop got got to work and made a lot of films. That's right. And for Chris, it did. It all started during the pandemic. I get distracted easily. So what I decided to do was just kind of lock myself in the closet and, you know, just throw a desk there and just a little lamp and and just start writing. And I did that. And um, after several days, I, I, you know, of course, the first 24 hours, my my fiance at the time would be like, you know, you know, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm writing a movie. And she's like, writing a movie? like Super easy, huh? That's how it's done, folks. It's just amazing. Raul, you and I labored week after week during the pandemic writing, right? We met every Thursday night. And I do have a couple of scripts to show for it. Oh, yeah. We, we actually got a lot of work done. And actually, we did the same thing. I'm joking about the haircut. <laughs> but yeah. we don't have two movies to show for no, it. <laughs> we, we didn't produce two movies. We wrote, you know, two, two, two and a half scripts. That's right. Sure. Right. And and to be honest, I was making that big documentary about uh, KGB. KGB. That, so you did get that yeah. done. Well, you did get one movie done. Actually, you got five done. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Chris. Chris is slacking Goodness. with his two. I got five. Still, yeah, two, two feature lengths. Unbelievable. So we're going to have more coming up with Chris Soriano. So stay tuned. You are listening to the San Diego Screenwriter Studio on KNSJ 89.1 FM. Thank you so much for talking to us on the San Diego Screenwriter Studio. We really appreciate it. 
Absolutely. What a privilege. Thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I scoured your website and I am just so impressed with you and I'm really stoked to talk to you about everything that you're doing. Um, I don't have the chronological order of where you started on these on this movie journey, but it's just amazing what you've done so far. I mean, my God, how many movies do you have in the last? When did you start writing and how many movies do you have made already? Oh wow! <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we start. Uh, I started writing in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, so you know, 2019 or uh, 2020. Like I forget, it was just like in a span of like these. So that that beginning of the pandemic, I wrote that first film, which was Zeus, and um, you know, we were able to. I keep saying we because just like me and my wife as a team, but you know, she supported me. But you know, I did the writing, but we were able to finish uh, these two films. Um, uh, which was uh, Almighty Zeus and then uh, The Wedding Hustler. So that's what we were able to do in, in that time frame. My God. So I want, you know, we are a screenwriter studio, so I really want to talk to you about how you wrote Zeus. I want to know, did you just sit down and start writing it? And how long did it take? Did you map it out? Did you do a treatment? Uh, all the questions that a striving screen, screenwriter like myself, we all ask these questions like, how did you do it? How'd you make it happen? Right. It's such a great question because, uh, yes, the beginning journey of writing a screenplay, I mean, not that many people really ask. They just say, you know, how long did it take for you to make the film, you know, and all this and that. But, you know, I... I I wrote this uh, screenplay in less than a week. I, I forget really that I, I think it was like three to five days, but um, it, it um, and, and, you know, I was very discouraged because I said, you know, it takes, it's such an art to be able to, to write a, a movie. And um, I, I've never really written a movie before, you know, I've had ideas, but to, to actually sit down and write something end to end that could potentially be shot was like a challenge. So, um, when I had researched other boxing films, I saw that Rocky was written in like a couple of days, but I researched later to find out that that was just a, um, you know, a draft, which was later, I believe it took months or something like that. Um, so, but the initial, you know, meat and potatoes of the story was just, was, was there. And so that inspired me to go, okay, how can I uh, write something and, and, you know, with the pandemic and everything being shut down, it's not like I could like go to a coffee shop or, you know, hang out with some cool creatives and be like, yo, could you give me some advice? You know, it was just, it was really uh, an isolated type of experience, which kind of forced me to, to write. Welcome back to the San Diego Screenwriter Studio. I'm Gail Stewart, your producer and co-host, along with Raul Sandlin. I'm still here. Yes, you are. You're always here, Raul. That's what I love about you. Okay, so today we have a special guest, and this is San Diego's own Chris Sariano. He is an actor. He is a screenwriter. He's a director. He's a producer. He's also a brain surgeon no, and a volleyball coach. Stop, stop. You Just know what? Kidding. He's such a nice guy, you know. I'd be jealous of him, but he's so nice. Uh, uh, you heard him. He's just, he's the greatest guy. Anyhow, you know, he he does a lot. He's been doing a lot for a while. He, you know, 
didn't just come out of the woodwork. I mean, he made a splash, obviously, in Hollywood with his two latest films. But this guy has been pounding the pavement for a while now, speaking to young adults, uh, young kids um, about gangs and um, also working against the environment. He's done great stuff. Yeah, he's been building up to this. He's a San Diego native, right? Yes. And um, he's a San Diego State graduate, mm-hmm. Mediacom. So he's been in the media, and you can tell. I mean, this guy's savvy. He knows what he's doing. He's been doing the public speaking for a while. He knows how to speak in front of a camera. Right. As we can see, his with you know he's got people like Mark Cuban on board, so he can go up and speak in front of people like Mark Cuban in a Shark Tank kind of environment. So, yeah, this guy's got it all going. He's firing on all cylinders. You know, in the pandemic uh, and what happened during the pandemic and then after the pandemic, the Asian hate crimes, uh, it's interesting how young adults really, you got to give them credit because they are taking issues that come up in our headlines and on the nightly news and they're actually turning that into an activism in a certain sort of way but they're doing it through film and that's what chris has done with almighty zeus he took the hate crime issue and turned it into a powerful passionate uh movie well we've heard the the okay boomer quote you know the sort of snipe at the boomer generation right to dismiss us yes yes and but i'm a boomster okay that is a boomer who is hip okay <laughs> so you're a hip boomster i'm a boomster I'm a, okay. okay not a boomer is that a real word yes it's a real word. okay I'll, I'll look it up but anyway what i was gonna say is chris is really indicative of this new generation that's doing it themselves yeah They're coming up with their own models you know even how he became a filmmaker during covid um, and as we noted, he's been warming up for this for a while, but instead of going to film school or taking classes, he read Save the Cat and watch YouTube videos. Uh, yes, yeah, well, that's with some of his inspiration, definitely. Yeah, and that's a new way of doing things. Yeah. You know, this sort of impromptu, use, use the media, use online resources, don't pay an arm and a leg to get trained. You know, you can find a lot of stuff for free, and, and he, he did that. And he is kind of his own agent i mean he does have representation for sure uh you can see that on his on his webpage. but he he basically reached out to these big stars manny uh pacquiao and to uh, uh the other guy from empire bling but he reached out himself and got these people involved He's doing everything in-house. You yeah. know, he's, he's writing, directing, producing, and mm-hmm. then he's also bringing in family and keeping it, you know, as a family unit. Absolutely. When we started this podcast, we were thinking, where are all the screenwriters in San Diego, right? And little by little, we're turning over the stones and we're finding them. But this guy, he just kind of shot out of a rocket with two films in one year. It just is amazing. Yeah, I think he's made these two films since we started writing ours. Right. That's right. Yeah, wow. he has. And and another thing I wanted to add is how sophisticated his scripts are. You know, if you look at his characters, they're really well formed. They're very deep characters. He's got a lot of different type of people populating his movies. And he, that's usually indicative of somebody who's either been writing the script for years and they just keep building it and putting more and more detail into it, or a very, very well-established, mature screenwriter. 
So the fact that he's done this all in the last, what, two, two and a half years, Mm -hmm. you know, is pretty amazing. Right, right, right. So his movies, The Wedding Hustler, that was uh, an interesting one because that was based on his own experience as well. So this is, you know, the old adage in screenwriting uh, that I've heard time and time again is write what you know. And this is certainly an example of someone who grew up in San Diego, saw what was going on, but reverted back to when he was 13, he was, you know, threatened by gang members. And so that's Zeus Almighty came out, or Almighty Zeus came out of that. Then during the pandemic, him and his his fiance were trying to get married. Well, it kept getting postponed. And so he took that and turned it into, uh, you know, an hour and a half movie. You may remember in the previous episode, I talked about genre films. Yes. And, you know, it's it's obvious that Chris has lived all these experiences. Right. On the other hand, he's also tapped into these various genres. He really knows what a boxing film should be like. It's obvious that he knows a lot about wedding films. You know, we've seen other right. wedding films from... Oh, there's my, so many wedding films. Yeah, right. Greek Wedding right. to Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows these genres. So he's really good at picking out the sort of the necessary details to make each of these genre films uh, successful. Absolutely. So just an amazing uh, homegrown superstar that we have here with Chris Sariano and more with him coming up shortly. Uh, we also have some information, highlight information on some of the film festivals that are in San Diego uh, going on or coming shortly in the next coming months too. So all of that coming up, you're listening to the San Diego Screenwriter Studio with Gail Stewart, Raul Sandlin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay, so when I started screenwriting, I, I had to get final draft. I looked at how to put together a script. I, I tried to research, you know, the, the, the protagonist journey, the story arc. Uh, <clears throat> I did a log line. Did you do any of that? <laughs> Tell me you did. Yes, <laughs> I did. I did because I, I wanted to know the basics and I felt like um, what's going to be my, my school right now is whatever right. I could find on YouTube. Yes. And whatever I could read. So I read Save the Cat and Save the Cat Strikes Back or, I mean, the second part of that. And I, I try to look at some books and, um, you know, I, I, I read them all. I, I listened to it on Audible, rather. And, you know, from there I was like, okay, you know, I have a basic sense, but I got to just be a practitioner here and, and, and improve. And um, yeah, I was very still, like, self-conscious. I was like, you know, I'm not, like, people are going to chew me up and be like, this guy doesn't know how to write. And all this, but then you know, I just said, let me silence the could be's or the potentials, and just just do something. And so I finished it, and um, I printed it at a local print shop, and then I, I gave it to my my wife, fiance, and we got married eventually, which we turned that into a movie. But um, <laughs> and you know, she she was like, oh my god, you know, this is awesome, and I was like, she's just saying that because she's supporting me. But um, you right, know, so that's what family does. <laughs> Right, exactly, right? You know, which is a good thing. You know? It is, but I it think, is. But. <laughs> yeah, double-edged sword. So um, she she just said, you know, um, good luck making this. You know, there was, there was no thought about that. There was no like, we're going to make this into a movie. But, you know, I said, this is, when I had it done, it was as if, like, I can't turn back. I worked so hard to make this screenplay. I want to make this a movie. And, you know, we, we just, you know, built up from there. 
when you were writing the script, Chris, did you have all your characters all mapped out? Did you know exactly how many characters, how you were going to introduce them, how much you were going to give to their backstory? Or was that something that once you got the script together, other people got involved and started to help you mold that? Oh, uh, another beautiful question. Um, when I was creating the script, I um, before I wrote it all out, I gave myself like a, a day to just put down all my ideas. And so I created like a notepad uh, and then I just wrote down, okay, like out of order, like how do I see the story? And um, I saw that my my motivation of writing this 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 movie was um, hate crimes happening uh, on the elder Asian community. So I said, okay, I want this to be the reason why I'm writing this. So what can what story can I develop from there? And I said, okay, what if these hate crimes actually happen to a professional boxer versus um, the elder Asian community? And you know what would happen? And so I, I you know I assembled that piece, and then I said, you know, what if somebody saw this hate crime and it went viral? And I I wrote down a couple of scenes there. What could happen? So I just went like all over the place. It was never really like you know, A to Z, it was very, you know, mixed. And um, from there, I assembled all my notes when I had like probably 30 scenes or 30 ideas that I thought would be good for the movie. And then I just started writing out those scenes out of order as well. I didn't go from like beginning to end. I went with what moved me first. And, you know, that that scene with, hey, old man, I want to spray some hand sanitizer on you. And, yes. Uh, you know, and, and for that actual scene, I put my, my my father in that scene so I could feel it as an actor. So if you ever see that in the movie now, that's my dad. And then, you know, but but we don't act like we know each other. And then, you know, I I can, I confront the aggressor and then, you know, that was what made it in the trailer and which ultimately made it in the movie. Okay. So you did Zeus and you wrote it, you produced it, you directed it and you acted in it, correct? Uh, Yes, that's right. (laughs) Okay. Overachiever. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, it's the cut down cost. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we save money that way. I also did crafty and other things. You know, you have multiple hats you don't get credit for. I even did, you know, grip and electric. Oh but, you know, gosh. I'm not going to get credit there. And then you were trying to get married during COVID. This is real. For reals, you, were, you and your, your fiance were trying to get married and you couldn't. It kept getting canceled. So you decided that you were going to just make a movie out of it and actually get married? Right. It was funny because uh, I was so frustrated with first we, we I think it was, you know, we made the film, we shot it, life was good. And then um, Zeus, you know, was released. Um, and then um, in, in toward the end of the pandemic, 2020, um, like, you know, this is when I was like, man, this is, um, I want to like get married with my wife, you know, everything. But like every venue I would get would be taken. Every uh, vendor I would need would be booked. Some of the prices would be so high. And then I was like, how on earth? could anyone figure out how to make a wedding in this pandemic? And that was like the, the essence of a good plot for me. And I said, I want this to be my next movie. And my wife looked at me like I was crazy again. Right. Like we just got them making another and you want to make another. I said, you know, my dad always taught me that, you know, if you're on a high, you should take advantage of it and continue to work on the next and never, you know, sit comfortably. And Roll so, with it. Um, Roll with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so that's what I did. And, yeah, I wrote that story and I said, um, if I could write a story about a groom who could put this on, maybe it'll inspire others and maybe people will watch the movie, a unique niche audience, you know? Um, it's like business with rom-com. So uh, The Wedding Hustler was born that way. 
You're listening to the San Diego Screenwriters Studio. I'm Gail Stewart with my co-host, Raul Sandalin. Today's special guest, Chris Soriano, a local film star, director, writer, producer. Two movies in two years. Chris is very industrious, but that word almost doesn't cover this kid. He had his movie, The Wedding Hustler, shot and in the can, but he needed Hollywood to look at it. This is the part that is just unbelievable. Uh, I had no distribution when we shot it. Even when we finished it, I was even worried. I was like, man, you know, I hope this film sees the light of day. And it wasn't until I just researched other genres similar to mine. And there was a movie that was really, uh, really popular called The Fabulous Filipino Brothers. And I was like, that couldn't be more specific. This is an Asian love story. And in that movie, The Fabulous Filipino Brothers, it's about a group of Asians or Filipinos that get married and they're sharing their story. And they had like a nationwide, worldwide theatrical release. It was distributed by 1091 Pictures, um, which is, you know, owned by Sony and all that. And so I was like, man, I don't know if they'll respond to me because I got to have an agent, an agent got to, you know, but I was like, nah, I'm going to research these emails. So I downloaded this email extension plugin where you can download emails of a website. It's called uh, hunter.io and you pay, you pay a fee. It's, it, anybody could use it. And so I put in 1091 pictures uh, in the domain and some emails came out. It linked to screen media at .net. And I was like, whoa, okay, they acquired, and I had to learn all this succession of order. I got the emails, I emailed everybody. Here's, you know, I didn't say like, please, you know, uh, distribute my film. I said like 1091 to distribute um, the next, um, what was the title of the movie? It was like, a, uh, oh, my big fat Greek wedding. Right. <laughs> like I, I made it sound like this is the next big fat Greek wedding. And so when I sent that subject line with the email content inside, very brief, just like, you know, here's the next big Asian uh, movie love story. And this is going to be like the next Crazy Rich Asians. I am hyping it up for them. And then, you know, I, I sent them the trailer. I sent them a screener. Um, I had to figure out what that was, you know, and all this stuff. And then they responded and they were like, we'd love to consider this, you know. And then we started going back and forth. That and, was on a cold you know, call. So it was a cold call email. Yeah, it was a cold yeah email. Jeez. And okay. I know. It's crazy. And they were like, so what's your, um, you know, advanced requirements. I had to Google that. I'm like, man, you know, how much do you want? How much do you yeah, want? Exactly. You know, I'm like, uh, you know, did you get an nice attorney? Thing. Did you get an attorney, Chris? No, I negotiated oh. everything. Oh my and God. So I, and then I, I, I verified it through my buddy who, who is an attorney. Um, and he, he's like, uh, but he doesn't specialize in entertainment law. You know, he, he does like, you know, general practice. So, you know, we're both like figuring this out. Together. Oh, you are too and, funny, uh, man. You are too funny. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was, it was a real funny experience and it was great because at the end of the day, um, I got a, a good advance. I was happy about that. I wish I could say it, but you know, it's private, but, um, and then, um, I, we, was we your wife happy? Was your wife happy with the advance? Yeah, she was. She was extremely happy because okay, she good. didn't know we could get paid for this. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. It was like, yeah. So, so did they, they buy the movie, or did they buy an? Did they give you an option? Um, they uh, they did not purchase the movie, but what they did was they uh, w- w- uh, we just they distributed it. They got the rights to it. 
for like, um, I forget the years, you know, like 15 or 20 years or something like that. But, um, and they provided the advance and that's pretty much how it worked. And are you getting any money from the movie since either one of the movies since they've been released? Uh, yes, right now we are in theatrical and, uh, it's also going to hit streaming, um, Valentine's Day weekend, Ooh. like the first week of February. Where, so where, where can we see it? Uh, on Amazon Prime. Oh my so goodness! Okay, because you hit the big time, ding! Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Oh, it was great. It's amazing! It's an amazing story, and I know that you you do public speaking and you talk about the gang life and how you were bullied and um, and then how you were rejected from uh, San Diego State University and you wrote Dr. Weber a letter and said, "Let me in," basically, and she, she did. Yes. Right, you got the reversal. Right. You know, it's something about those emails that because, you know, I feel like email is such a unique way to connect with anyone in the world. Like, you know, everybody, even Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, to Elon Musk, who I've emailed Elon Musk and his, uh, who went through his publicist, like just the most randomest people you could email uh, will respond to you sometimes when you have something of their interest. Right. So that's what I advise people. We are talking with San Diego screenwriter and director Chris Soriano, who in the last two years rocketed to Hollywood with two films, both now on Amazon Prime, Almighty Zeus and The Wedding Hustler. And even he had to ask himself, is this going to be good enough? Yes, absolutely. That would cross my mind before I even wrote the script. And I was so self-conscious because I know it's not the next Oscar winning movie. I know that it's like, you know, it's just, it's very in its beginning stage, but that was the beauty of it. Like, how will we know our potential unless we take that first step? And I knew that I had to write something, even if I would fail, because that's my dedication to to this art, to this craft, right? It's the, the courageous people that go, you know what, even if I will fail, I will step into the ring. Even if I probably will lose this fight, I will still stand up. And so I looked at that as the challenge with Zeus. And till this day, I cringe. I can't even sit in the theater with my wife and watch it in full because I'm like, oh, man, that's a mess up. This is my acting's bad. The screenwriting's bad. Like, you know, but but I, I like it. And I treat it now as like the iPhone in a way where it's like first iPhone one, iPhone two, iPhone, you know, I'm improving every year right. as long as I'm getting better, you know, eventually, uh, you know, the only nobody could judge me by myself. And, you know, that's how I'll look at it. So you didn't go to college to be a film writer. What did you go to college for? Yes, I went to college to for communication right. and you know, I, I couldn't you know, you mentioned how hard it was for me to get in and yes, I, I couldn't even get into college. I was <laughs> denied and I still have in my house the framed denial letter and a few months later the framed acceptance letter. Because <laughs> you know, I emailed that president. Yeah, I said, you know, every rule has an exception and you know, uh you know, please reconsider. Okay, listen, you have been wonderful, Chris Seriano, on uh, the San Diego Screenwriter Studio. Thank you so much for joining us, and we wish you the best of luck in the future. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Welcome back to the San Diego Screenwriter Studio. Final thoughts. We're just about to close the door, but first I want to mention my latest binge watching, uh, Amy Schumer's limited series, Life and Beth, 
I don't know if I would actually recommend this one. It was kind of a downer, limited series. It, but it had that those that same sad, flawed character. You know, we always talk about the powerful character. You know, what? Samuel D. Hunter was one of the ones that, he, in Baskets, that character, Chip Baskets, was, was very sad and flawed. But Well, every good character has to climb out of a hole. And that could be their own flaw. Yeah, but they they don't climb that far out. Okay. That, so <laughs> so, I'm not, so they never overcome the flaws. Well, they, they just learn to live with them, I think that is. Well, and there's something attractive to screenwriters about that. But well, not, that's a very postmodern script yeah. where, the, where everything isn't resolved, but we learn to live with imperfection and yes. kind of realize that's the lot we've that's, been given. That is life and Beth, okay? So that's that. But let me tell you, there's a lot going on in San Diego in the next coming months, Raul. Film fests, right? Yeah. We're, we're a city blooming with film fests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Jewish Film Fest this month. When um, When is that? Uh, let's see. Uh, February 15th to the 26th. And where can people find it? At the Garfield Auditorium. In La Jolla, right? In, in La Jolla, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in March, we have the Arab Film Festival in Balboa Park. That is uh, March 3rd through the 12th. Lots of good movies for that. And then the Latino Film Festival is coming up, and that's the 9th through the 19th downtown. You know, we'll be talking with found, the founder, Ethan Vantia. What a great guy. And the Latino Film Festival, it goes on for days, that one. One of yes. the firsts when we first started establishing these film fests yeah, so in the, San Diego. So that wraps up the San Diego Screenwriter Studio. Thank you, Raul, for joining us today. Thank you, Gail. <laughs> and listen, thank you all for being with us. We really appreciate it. You're listening to KNSJ, San Diego's only social justice network, 89.1 FM. See you next week. Oh, thank you.